When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ice is J.A. George. You know what they call the last pick in the draft? They call that person Mr. Irrelevant. That is now irrelevant. Brock Purdy. Call him the Revenant. Also, Kansas City-Cincinnati problem. And this. You saw the Steph Curry video. Of course he's hitting full-court shots. The Warriors now say it's not real. Why is Team Curry putting out doctored videos? Let's go. First kid. Most I've ever hit in about three. I mean, it's totally believable he could do it. Why? Why are they even going through the effort here? I wanted to believe so bad. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, the playoff. You know how Georgia and Michigan got here? TCU played an instant classic in the Big 12 title game, but lost to Kansas State. USC rolled by Utah in the Pac-12 title. Saban was in pitch mode. What a thing to witness. But the committee keeping TCU three, Ohio State jumping to four, and that is our playoff. Did the committee get this right around the horn? George Adano. Tony, they did get it right. They couldn't sit here and say that Ohio State could leapfrog TCU when they didn't even win their division, let alone not play in their championship game. And TCU lost a rematch to a top 10 team uh, in Kansas State in a nail-biter that went to overtime. Now, the other part of the equation is I know people are going to say, well, Alabama, I know Nick Saban was lobbying to get in. He was talking about point spreads and he was talking about his losses. But that's the thing. When your best argument is what your best losses were, (laughs) this this needs to be about what your best wins were when it comes to Alabama. So I think the committee absolutely Israel Gutierrez, the committee get it right. Yeah, I do believe they got it right. In large part, there was those easy lines, right? There was the one loss versus two loss line. And then there was the whole idea of putting two teams in that final four that didn't even make their conference championship game, meaning if you throw Alabama in there. But I am kind of with Nick Saban on, A, the idea of potentially going ahead of Ohio State, since given the last time Ohio State, they were losing by 22 points at home in a rivalry game. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, TCU did equal one out. And yes, it was a conference championship game, but they've eked out a lot of games this year. And while we're valuing wins, Yes, we can honestly say, I can honestly say, I think Alabama would be favored in that game against TCU. So while they did, the committee, make the right decisions, it wasn't because it was the four best teams. It's the four most uh, palatable teams, the four teams that most people okay. can Okay, all right. But, but Saban swayed you, it sound like. J.A. Don, I see you shaking your head. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not ready to completely turn the sport over to the gamblers that much <laughs> when we're arguing that point spreads <laughs> yeah. and that the odds makers should be determining what the Final Four is. By and large, the committee got it right, but... For the wrong reasons, the committee chairman saying one of the things that impressed him about TCU was against the Baylor, how they were able to get the field goal unit out in time to kick a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. Special teams preparedness, that's the level of minutiae we're going to now to determine <laughs> the final four. I don't think right. so. Also, the fact that they said they did not take the fact that Michigan-Ohio State would be a rematch when they were doing the seedings. Uh, yeah, you should have. 
reward Michigan yeah. and punish Ohio State for winning that game. Otherwise, guess what? That game wouldn't mean anything if they had to do a rematch just a few weeks later. And Ohio State, I'll begrudgingly say they belong. I think people are overdoing the final margin of victory against Michigan. Ohio State did have the lead well, at halftime. Had the lead at halftime? They got run over in the second half like no team we've seen. Oh, wow. Okay. You should have quit while you were ahead, Jay. Frank Isola, how about you? You know, it should be beneath. Uh, Nick Saban to be campaigning to be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You had your chance on the field. You, lo- you lost two games. And why can't the Big Ten get two teams in when the SEC always does? Now, if you're asking me on New Year's Eve, who do I want to see play? I'd probably rather see Alabama play Michigan. But TCU deserves it, just like Cincinnati did last year. Let the little guy every once in a while get in. From that standpoint, they got it right. TCU, the little guy. I mean, this is the Big 12. I don't know. That's a small school. It's a small school. We move on. Kansas City, Cincinnati problem. Oh, boy, here we go. Last year in the regular season, three-point Cincinnati win. Last year, AFC title game, three-point Cincinnati win, and Kansas City with a late-game letdown. So now, yesterday in Cincinnati, the Kelsey fumble, the Bucker miss, Reed's decision to kick the field goal in the first place, And you can't remove Cincinnati from this equation. Joe Burrow punching Kansas City in the mouth on that last drive with the huge third down completion. Frank, does KC have a Bengals problem? You know, I I think they do, but it doesn't mean they're going to meet them again in the playoffs. I do like how two weeks ago we were all basically forced at gunpoint to admit that Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end in the history of the sport. Then he commits that crucial turnover. By the way, Joe Burrow very quietly him and Cincinnati and George told at the beginning of the year it was a fluke that they made it to the Super Bowl. He's got nine touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. That's more than any quarterback in the league, and that includes the guy that he played yesterday, who I would have gone for it on fourth and seven with Pat Mahomes as my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think Reed made the mistake in even attempting the field goal they missed. Israel Gutierrez, uh, was this about Cincinnati owning Kansas City now for a third game in a row? So Frank's just going to knock Travis Kelsey every time he makes a mistake for the rest of his career, just erase his resume and not think he's that good. He is that good. You, Frank, no, okay? you said uh, Look, the best. I think the entire AFC, yeah, I think he is. I still think he is, even though despite that fumble. Uh, I think the entire AFC has a Cincinnati Bengals problem because they're, they're getting healthy. Um, they've got Jamar Chase back, obviously. And when you give Joe Burrow that much time to find any of those weapons, he will constantly find them. And he had 27 dropbacks yesterday where he saw zero pressure. He was sacked just the one time. And so early on in his career, he had a terrible offensive line, was getting attacked left and right. Now he knows what that feels like and how to operate when the pocket does break down, like you saw on that third and 11 there, sort of calmly waiting and getting that first down pass through uh, through some traffic there. So I do think that, the, yeah, the entire AFC has a problem. It's not just Kansas mm. City. Kansas City is not better than the Bengals. The Bengals might be the best team. Well, the there it is. It sounds like that's what you're saying if you say the AFC has a Bengals problem. J.A. Adon, did the Bengals just become the favorite in the conference? Well, I think you still go with Buffalo, who would have the number one seed, thanks to Cincinnati's help yesterday. But the threat of Cincinnati is very real. That protection of Burrow is a key thing. Only sacked once yesterday. The emergence of Burrow as a rushing threat becoming more and more real. But most impressive yesterday was the execution of the blueprint to beat Kansas City, and that's if you can get away with only rushing three and dropping the rest back in coverage. And not only did they do that, Mahomes couldn't punish them through rushing. Only carried twice for nine yards rushing yesterday, one of his four worst rushing performances of the year, his lowest passing yards of the year. So everything that Cincinnati is doing, they're proving that they can do it and not just do it again and again. The only bad thing now after beating him three times in a row 
If they meet in the playoffs, you're asking them to win four times in a row against Kansas City. That <laughs> that's, seems like that's, a lot. That's a problem I think they'd like to have, you know. It's so hard to beat a team four times in a row. And George Sedana, your takeaway from Cincinnati yesterday. Well, Tony, they've done something no one else has done to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, which is beat them three times in a row. So, obviously, there is a problem when it comes to Cincinnati and Kansas City because styles make fights. And now, does that make them the favorite? I don't know. I think you could put all three of those teams, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati in a hat, and I think one of them might come out there. And to address Frank, yeah, last year they were the hottest team. This is a completely different season. So, let's discuss this particular season with Cincinnati playing as well as they're playing, and in particular to this style that they're playing against Kansas City. They're running the ball. They're controlling the pace of the game, which is limiting the opportunities for Kansas City on offense and their explosive offense. And that was without Mixon yesterday for Cincinnati. Yeah. Go ahead. I saw the last word after the horn. Yeah, and, and the third and 11 was the biggest play of the game. Now that Izzy has introduced resumes into it, and I do think Kelsey's a terrific player, just for the record, Rob Gronkowski has lost three fumbles in his career. Kelsey, 10. So there you go, Izzy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm impressed Rob you had the stat there, Frank. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> so am I, yes. Props for that. Really in the current Means zone. nothing. All right, we've been horned one more result from the NFL week, and it's how the 49ers drilled the Dolphins with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Once again, Mr. Revenant feasting on fish. So for Garoppolo to go down now, he's out for the year with the broken foot. San Francisco so poised for a run. Let's start there, Frank. We can get to Miami's letdown after. What happens now with these 49ers at the quarterback position? Well, they do have a terrific coach, have a terrific defense, so they could still win. But say this about Garoppolo. They started the season, they want to play him, even though he went to the NFC Championship game. And all the NFL experts, the royalty of the NFL, like Mina Kimes, tell me record doesn't matter for a quarterback. He's 42-19 and in games that he starts. Without him, they're 9-29. and So, San Francisco, all you ever try to do is replace this guy. Good luck now winning okay. without him. Thank you for that. I mean, it's just collateral damage on the side here for me to comment. J.A. Adande <laughs> on the idea that a rookie quarterback now gets the reins of a team that has Super Bowl aspirations in December. Well, I think you have to temper those Super Bowl aspirations, in part because we've seen how some great starts don't lead to consistent things. Mike, wait, they were calling him Broadway Mike after one start with the Jets. We saw some of the limitations. Maybe he was a few plays short of beating the Vikings yesterday for the New York Jets. And I think we'll see that emerge over time. The good news, Brock Purdy, I should say, the good news for San Francisco is they do have playmakers at other positions. Heck, (laughs) <laughs> McCaffrey's already thrown a touchdown pass this year. Maybe you can have him pass more. You can get the ball oh, in the hands right. of Debo. You've got Sam- jokes. I, I get it. Is there any option? Baker Mayfield for waivers? Is there any other quarterback that could plop in there? Let's talk about Miami for a second since I have two panelists from Southern Florida. Israel, to a start game as perfectly as he can. The touchdown, then nothing for an eternity, and then, you know, the two picks. Um, is there a concern here in the loss here for Miami? Uh, no, I believe Sedano's background says Los Angeles. Mine says Fort Lauderdale, so that's South Florida. Um, no, I don't think there's a huge concern, in large part because early on, it was Tua just having an odd game, late as well, but mostly early on, overthrowing Jalen Waddle a couple of times. And 
if he doesn't have that odd of a game, you know, this is probably a comfortable win for the Dolphins because even when uh, early on with all those missed throws, it was a three-point game and they, they could have, uh, you know, could have come back and win that game. But I do think, you know, you, you puts a lot of pressure on him for next week with the, the primetime game in San Diego. Uh, yeah, against the, the Chargers. I do think the Dolphins' defense, though, does have a lot to be concerned with. When you look at, they couldn't get pressure on Brock Purdy. They couldn't confuse Brock Purdy. It seemed like he was back there knowing what was coming all the time. And even with Bradley Chubb out there, not really a whole lot of pressure. I think the defensive play calling needs to be in question. And I think the defensive playmaking in that front seven needs to be in question. George, you think this was about the defense or was it about Miami and, and Tua with those couple picks? We haven't seen that from him recently. I think it is about the defense to some extent. It's kind of like us here playing defense against Frank, who's taking swipes at people uh, not even on the show today. Must be the Knicks and Nets uh, not be performing very well over there. But uh, in regards to (laughs) Miami, look, everything is an indictment on Tua, it feels like. You know, these one-game samples. He had a bad game. The guy's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league statistically this year. He's been an incredibly accurate quarterback. He was not. You know why? Because they're facing a team that is basically supposed to be the mirror image of what they want to become in the San Francisco right, of 49ers. Course. And I think that they're further ahead in their program, clearly. They have an incredible roster. He had a bad game. Tua had to go up against the Niners good. defense, and Brock Purdy had to go up against the Dolphins. No one's saying Purdy yeah. is ahead of Tua, but Purdy gets the W. Though how much do you think Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady thinking, can I get on waivers and maybe get picked up by San Francisco? Is that possible? <laughs> Buy yourself next. Tom Brady's already made that call. Come on. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. The baseball is booming. Fred McGriff, Hall of Famer. Jacob deGrom, Texas Ranger. Justin Verlander, New York Met. Trey Turner, Philadelphia Philly. And the New York Yankees making news this afternoon, re-signing Brian Cashman. George, what's the biggest deal? Tony, it's Trey Turner. You're talking about 11 years, $300 million, under $30 million for an MVP candidate. And when you look at the shortstop crop, he's had this—he's the second-best hitting shortstop in the pros over the last three years. Only Fernando Tatis has a higher OPS plus than him, which is adjusted for ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donde, what's the biggest deal? 
Big deals. I mean, talk about the Mets between Verlander and Max Scherzer. Now you're spending a combined more than $80 million on two guys who will be almost 80 years old between them. At some point, all those pitches thrown have to catch up with them. I'm worried it'll happen on their dime, New York. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, the Verlander with the Mets seems like an odd boomer bust. Like, where do they believe he can get them to a World Series? Yeah, probably. But can he finish when he gets there? I mean, he doesn't seem to have a great track record in the World Series. You know, 1.75 ERA is a great year to come off of. And in the NL, he pitched 25 innings against the NL last year and gave up zero earned runs. So it looks great, but can it last for an entire season for two seasons and get him over the hump? Eh, he did get over the hump, though, in his last appearance, right? Did just win a World Series. series. But not for the Mets. Got the win, though. So the Mets made the decision to go with Verlander instead of DeGrom. Frank Isola, you want to start there? Well, I think the money on DeGrom was, you know, it was ridiculous. And DeGrom also, remember now, going to Texas, no state taxes. But to me, that's the behavior of a new type of owner. You lose DeGrom, and now you're scrambling. Justin Verlander's sitting there with Kate Upton thinking, we'll come to New York, give us the money. That's a great deal for Verlander. But you're really holding that pitching staff together with two old guys. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell two, Deion Sanders to Colorado. You have to hear how Sanders greeted the Buffaloes in the first team meeting. I'm coming to restore, to replace, to re-energize. To go ahead and jump in the portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. We're going to try to make it quick. Those of you that we don't run off, we're going to try to make it quick. I don't want to get in the game and then find out. I got Jane when all offseason I had tossed in. J.A., buy or sell. Sanders telling the team he's joining to go to the transfer portal because he's bringing in all his guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm buying this. is why you brought him here. He's been brash, right? It worked at Jackson State. I'm selling the fact that a Power 5 program at its nadir was the one that brings in Deion Sanders. I would have loved to have seen a school like Auburn maybe take a chance on Deion. Israel Gutierrez. Here's the only thing that I'm selling with Dion is if he makes it too much about himself in these settings, it might come back to haunt him. Remember, he's an icon. He's you know, starstruck. The, the parents of these players, about not, to the oh. children, not to the guys on the teams themselves. So, yeah, 100%, I believe that. If he, And I know that's his thing, right? But if that happens and it comes with, you know, not an instant turnaround, I think some of the okay. players might be like, eh, I can get more Are attention elsewhere. I don't need all this with this. Are you familiar with the oeuvre of Dion Sanders? That Dion didn't make it about himself. That Dion. Dion! Go ahead, Frank Isola. <laughs> yeah, weren't we all on the show last week? We said, no way he's yeah. taking this job. He's got a different job I lined you had that up. wrong. Congratulations to the job that he's done. But to talk to those students that way is beyond obnoxious. And to do it for the sake of the camera, meet with each of them individually, I thought that was completely out of line. Shame on Colorado for allowing that to happen. And George Sedano. Tony, I have no problem with it because he's being honest with them. This is now a two-way street. Guys can leave. My phone has gone off a million times during this show because of the portal, and kids are leaving and transferring. And I think it's a smart move by Dion because you look at the Pac-12, UCLA, USC are going to be gone, and maybe two more teams will be gone to the Big Ten. That's a winnable conference in a couple Mm. of years. Buy or sell three. Netherlands three, USA one. The dream stops in the round of 16 for the USMNT. Final stats saw US outshoot and outpossess the Dutch. Pulisic stone three minutes in and some real holes in coverage. Greg Berhalter lamented lacking a striker. Questions on his decisions were abound, but when it comes to questions, frustrations, optimism, Frank, what's the takeaway? 
Well, I think you have to be optimistic. The, the core of the team is still young, but three minutes in, Polisic misses a goal, a shot that he should have put in the back of the net. Memphis Depay uh, in the tenth minute scores. That's the difference between the two teams. But the defensive letdowns. Tyler Adams, who was brilliant, got lost on the first goal, and then you had Robinson and Sergio Dest. They made mistakes as well. That was just real Gutierrez. Yeah, I mean, I think Verhalter is correct. They do need sort of a, a bigger, world-class goal scorer. But, I mean, that's not going to show up in the next year or two out of thin air, right? So I do think what you've got to be confident about is this team played effectively to its potential. And if they can improve because they are young, then you look at these next four-year cycle and it should be a better team. And maybe they do get more depth at different positions because a striker is not the only thing that they need. But, yeah, I think there's a lot to feel yeah. good about after this tournament. It'll be better. They're headed in the right direction. They had a better World Cup than, say, Germany or Mexico this time around. But, no, four years is not enough time to develop that world-class, that, that Mbappe, that Neymar, that Messi. And it ain't going to happen. How can a country of 330 million not... All right, all right. Wait on the population for one second, Tony Kornheiser. The idea that Mbappe's falling from trees for other... Please, Sedano, the idea that Berhalter is lamenting not years. having a striker with, you know, the decisions he made. Gee, if there was only someone who could uh, help make those decisions on the roster. Oh, wait, he's part of that decision-making. So I, I just didn't like it all around. I, I do think the future is bright because, as we know, they had the youngest team in the World Cup. So I do think they will, in theory, get better. BFOC had uh, goals uh, internationally, uh, ballistic goals internationally. Gio Reyna, goals internationally, wasn't even playing on the lineup for Alter put out there. More Sedano, Gutierrez, showdown. Two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano Gutierrez, good luck in showdown. The second tie of the NFL season. When Colts and Texans did it in week one, well, they both stink, and all it did was move an extra ledger into the standings. Washington and New York, this was a great game, and now it will have a role in the playoff seedings potentially. So who won this tie, and should there be a new rule? George Sedano, first to you. Get rid of ties, Tony. Mm -hmm. This is America. We don't love ties in America. Well, in all honesty, just go to the college rule because we've taken college offenses. Might as well add this to the list. No, no, no. This is World Cup time. This is where you go to <laughs> kicks. You go to a field goal kicking contest. And if you really want to make it interesting with anybody other than your place kicker so you can really appreciate the difficulty of kicking a field goal. 
<laughs> I don't agree with that answer, but I do appreciate the creativity. That's going to get you a FaceTime, Israel Gutierrez. <laughs> All right, so in doing some research on today's show, I found out that this year's Michigan Wolverines have outscored their opponents by 347 points, the most for a regular season Michigan team since 1905. And that Michigan team outscored opponents 495 to 2. Okay, two points. That is a team so reliant on its defense, they called their offensive strategy the short punt because they would often punt on third down. But here's the kicker. Those two points that were given up, not by the defense, of course, because it's a safety, came in the regular season finale in a loss. They lost two to nothing after giving up <laughs> or outscoring teams 495 to two. They put all those other hands in the iron lung. Way to go, Israel. Gutierrez. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Next Tuesday, ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern. What do you get the show that has everything? A 20th anniversary special. Yeah, to me, it's Josh Rosen. I think I've said it before. I think Josh Rosen's Dan Marino. You can dock me 500 points if he coaches Whoa. anywhere else next season. <laughs> Alex Smith, man. That's it? Alex Smith, <laughs> man? That's, 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 that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You need more than that. <laughs> 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs>